0: Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined as ever by my partner, the CEO and founder of Startups.com, Will Schroeder. Will, as founders, we run hard most of the time, all of the time, 24-7, and we feel like we have to. Um, You and I both know there's a diminishing return on this and that breaks are important, but like, when was the last time you felt good about taking a break? (laughs)
1: Never. <laughs> that's
0: the problem. I knew I wasn't going <laughs> to like the answer to this. I knew I was not going to like the answer to this. So that's why we're talking about this today, everybody. I'm the worst. That's why. For this. That's the <laughs> wrong answer.
1: <laughs> this this whole topic is actually about me. Um, yeah. No, I mean, look, I uh, I've been run till failure guy since the beginning for almost 30 years running. Uh, my yep. only break has been when my body fails, and we've done whole episodes on how, how wonderful that was. Uh, when that moment, <laughs> yes. came, when that moment came, but I think you know what we can talk about today is is how to kind of break some of that cycle because I think as founders sure. we've got this this Iron Man philosophy that we just have to push through for the entire journey and that we just have to keep running hard and we have to just hold up right. until we make it past the yep. end. And, and, and that'll, that'll solve for everything. And we totally overlook, uh, what we look like at the end of that journey. It's not positive. It's it's not the ticker tape parade. We think it is.
0: It has costs laden, laden with costs throughout, right? It's not just at the, at the, you know, the, the final bill that comes due we lose efficiency. We lose, we lose efficacy. We lose all these things along the way because we're burnt out. I mean, like science tells us that after 24 hours without sleep, we're legally drunk, right? So we've definitely operated this business legally drunk more than once. Not always because of loss of sleep.
1: Operated Drunk in many ways, but we, um, we've got this fetishization of, uh, of, this hard work,
0: right? You know, this this hustle yeah. porn if you will. Yeah. And I was I yep. was the
1: biggest proponent of it, right? So I, I yes. I'm not pointing fingers here.
0: You were the Hugh Hefner of startup hustle porn. Oh, it was
1: so bad. It was so bad. And and we've talked about this where I was like, I worked 100 hours a week for 20 years and it's kind of true. Yep. I, but it was just show dumb. me the badge. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I can um, show you yeah, a lot of things, it, I did Not were positive. All right, so before <laughs> we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know What we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com, where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you wanna dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there. I think the problem that we run into is We've got this concept that startups are all about, you know, nonstop hustle drive, et cetera. And that sounds yep. courageous and it sounds amazing, sure does. except it doesn't actually work. And someone's right. going to come back and say, bullshit, you know, the only way to, to make it is, is Gary Vee. The only way to make it is to kind of push <laughs> through and crush and <laughs> I crush. I was just going really everything. Everything to
0: say, Gary Vee is like punching the screen right now <laughs> somewhere.
1: And I, I think what's wildly missing in all of that, you know that kind of rah-rah uh, cheer, is that you actually don't perform well when you you don't w- when when you take it to that level when you say I'm just never going to sleep and I'm always going to work on my startup, which is yeah. great if you want to kill yourself and actually be a shitty performer. I think that's that's yeah. the part I want to kind of turn inside out because we've tried it,
0: <laughs> it, it doesn't we have, work. We have. I mean, look, just just think about and we've we've used this analogy in a couple other ways. I try not to use sports analogies, but like we are the pro athletes of of the business world, the right? Business creation, Leaders, yeah. CEOs, founders We're the pro athletes of the business world. Recovery is an extremely important part of high performance. If you want to be high performant, you have to recover. You have, you have to. to. It's, it's, not, it's not optional. Um, it, it's, it's enforced, right? And uh, I actually track some of this data now with this, this little guy that's um, it's been pretty fun. Um, and I push myself to exhaustion, actually, uh, on Sunday. And I, I have the stats to prove it. Um, and then it made me say, okay, cool. I need to take it a little bit easier for the rest of the day. I need to take it easy on, on, on Monday. And these things are important, right? Um, so, so yes, let's, let's, let's unpack. Let's talk about, um, I think you said you want to start with milestones around like, when can we decide that it's okay to take a break? And by the way, guys, it's okay to take a break anytime you feel tired, worn out, about to be exhausted, because trying to push through that has absolutely zero benefit right? You're going to do bad work or no work, or you're going to hurt yourself or all three. So welcome to that fun. Let's talk about how to avoid that.
1: Well, I think the first thing that's important for people to understand is that we have to find milestones in our work, right? And a lot of people say, well, you know, I'll I'll take a break at at 12 o'clock kind of thing. Not really what we're talking about here. Yes, that's important. What we're talking about are the longer term breaks, the longer term break being I've been working for 18 months without a break. Your body and mind don't function 18 months without a break. And, and maybe you're some superhero no. Avenger that you do. Fine, don't listen to this episode. For 99.9% <laughs> of everyone else, this is how it actually right. goes, right? The way it actually goes is we have to find some milestone in our journey. Let's say, for example, we say, look, two months from now, and I'm going to use that as a cutoff. I'm scheduling a vacation, or I'm just you know taking some kind of deliberate cutoff from the business, yep. And, yep. and I have to set that milestone. Maybe what I start doing is planning all of the company milestones around that date, right? In other words, yep. saying, okay, uh, software is going to release, our marketing is going to launch, et cetera. What we don't do, we never set the milestone. So what ends up happening is we we don't have a specific milestone and we let the company's milestones kind of just drive whenever we have free time. Which just doesn't—it sure. never works because
0: Which is never. Yeah,
1: here's here's the missing part of that. The missing part yep. is that left to its own devices, the company offers no breaks. Your startup has no, no natural breaks other than shutting down, and that is not a natural yeah. break you want to plan around.
0: No. Not a natural break. It's a goldfish. It will grow to the size of its bowl. 100%. It will consume whatever time you allow it to. There's always something else that can be done. Right. The question becomes, should it be done and should it be done now? Right. And I think this is where we really get it twisted. So I, I like the concept of milestones. Um, so in in I'm trying to go back in time now. So the last time you did recently take a, a quick break, you took a week, mm-hmm. you, you, you headed off uh, my and, anniversary. and spent some time on the beach. Yeah, yeah, that, that milestone so, comes so every year. So that's a good, that's a good milestone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> according yeah. to my wife, and that's it is. one you're not allowed to forget. You're definitely not allowed to forget one, and the company can't get in the way of it. So, like, but did you need that permission? Was and then, was that the only reason that you did it?
1: I, I got to say, oh, this is a great question. We've been doing this long enough, Ryan. You know, we're at almost ten years with startups.com. We've been doing yeah. this long enough that I'm now used to having permission to take those breaks. The difference is, yeah, yeah. Early in my career, actually most of my career, if I'm I'm being honest, I never gave myself permission to take those breaks. And more importantly, I never saw a milestone. I always thought that milestones kind of came naturally in the progression of the business. In other words, we just launched a product and therefore that's a good time to take a break. That'll be obvious. No, it's not. Because by the time we launch the product, we now have customer support issues. We've got marketing and customer acquisition issues. (laughs) It's always something. Right. There yeah. are no natural breaks in a startup. We have to force the milestone. We have to we have to be able to say, look, whatever the timing is, two months from now, et cetera, That's the milestone. We plan it just like we plan software right. or, or launches or anything else like that. And we have to make it part of our of our DNA of the company. Otherwise, we're screwed. This thing will drag on forever. It just doesn't happen. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Because each each milestone then leads to another one, anyways. I mean, like right. like you said, you know, now we've launched the product. Yay! Now we can all go home. Nope. Yep. Now you got to market it. Now you got to support it. Now you got to sell it. Now you got to modify it. Right? It's like I remember somebody talking to me about like. Wanting to push really hard uh, their their last couple semesters at university and finish early, they were like, "I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push really hard, um and and then you know I'll have a breather." I'm like, "You know, after this, it's work, right?" Right, right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's not university's over massive celebration. <laughs> like, uh, you're not European. You don't get a gap year. You get to go start. You get to go line up and, and find a job, right? That's what you're going you to be doing. Beginning of the race, um, and it's the same thing in the startup, right? Like every little victory. Leads to a new battle, right. right? And and nothing wrong with that, right? But we got to have a chance to regroup. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm technically right now, I'm I'm traveling. I'm certainly not on vacation yet, um, and I'm having trouble with that. We're going to be in the U.S. for the next, I think, three weeks, um, and I have yet to even think about scheduling any full time off. Of course. Right. right. It, 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 I just, I haven't. I mean, I'm, I'm here, right? I should. And yet I'm like, hmm, when could I do that? We've got this thing happening. We've got that thing happening. And like, and some of them are really arbitrary, right? Like it could happen at any point. Yep. And yet because they're already there and I can see them, I want them to happen. And I don't want to do anything else until they happen. Right. And this becomes the problem. So I need to sit down at the end of this episode and take our own advice and say like, okay, I'm going to draw a line. This is the milestone that, that will we'll get this piece done. And then I'm going to take a week off and I'm going to spend it with my parents who I haven't seen in in, in almost a year. Um, I'm going to take my kids to the beach. I'm going to do some fishing. Um, I'm just going to do some stuff, right? That's not startups.com. And right. that'll be good for me. And I need that because it's been a long time. Um, and yet I'm still struggling with it. I'm like. If you don't set the milestone, no one sets it
1: for you, right? No, nobody's
0: going to be like, Ryan, here's your week off.
1: Here's the difference. (laughs) If if you have a boss that you're reporting to, right, and you say, hey, I want to schedule this PTO, and they can say yes or no, regardless of of whether or not you like that encumbrance, it at least gives you permission, quite literally, to take the time off, right? right? They they said yes, it is okay to take it.
0: Our problem is there's nobody to go to. Right? Right. We're our own boss. I have to go into our payroll system and approve my own PTO. Right, right. <laughs>
1: like, I mean, how weird is that? Yeah. And, 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 and as bosses go, we're complete assholes, right? Because yes. in our mind, we can always yep. work harder, right? In our exactly. mind, you, that, that vacations or that, you know, time off is never warranted. That's the problem. Right. And so yes. I think for folks going through this, for folks killing themselves, if you look back and you say, when is the last time the business clearly gave me an indication that now is a good time to take it and I should feel good about it? My guess is you're going to come back with, huh, never.
0: Hmm. Never. Dude, I'm I'm in this 30
1: years, and never is exactly the answer I've gotten every single (laughs) time. And so what I've also learned is as founders, we're really good at planning stuff, right? Why do we yeah, suck so badly at this? Right? Why is this the one thing that could probably help us the most that we are just terrible at doing?
0: It lacks the objectivity and the the obvious outcomes of so many of the other things that we plan, right? We plan for things that are that are more tangible. We plan for things that are more visible. We plan for things that impact the company and other people. And not for things that impact ourselves. Like we've talked about this that you know startups are built at the expense of the founder. Absolutely. Right. That's sort of a deal we make with ourselves right at the beginning that we should not, but we do. And therefore, you know, we a couple episodes ago we talked about North Star, right? Having a North Star for the business. Sure. But I think the North Star of the founder is I will do this at all costs. Right. And I think that's a really, really dangerous North Star. But I think it's the one that we we sort of develop early on and we don't realize that there is a point at which we can change that, right? Sometimes in the beginning, yeah, you've just got to be hustle, 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 right? Just grind your way through it and, and burn, burn, burn. But then there has to be a period of recompense for that, right? You've got to make up for that loss because you are building a debt and a deficit there that has to be replaced or... It hurts the business. It hurts the team. It's certainly hurting you as the founder. Um, and like you said, you've just got to pick a point in time, a milestone, an arbitrary date, whatever it is, and just say, "Like, look, I'm going to use this period to recover." And so, why don't we? Why don't we talk about the benefits of some recovery? That became the hack for me, actually. Yeah. See,
1: up until then. I always thought vacation was this Namby Pamby thing, two words I've never uh, said out a <laughs> lot allowed, allowed until now, by the way, uh, that, that other people did that weaker, weaker founders did not me, right? Yes, exactly. I'm Thor. I will power through. And to be fair, yes. I did for a really long time. Um, right. And frankly, probably because I could. Here's what would happen, though. Yep. I had milestones baked in every quarter. They're called getting sick. And so here's how it would go. Yes. I would, I mean, I'm, I'm talking for 20 years <laughs> running, right? This is, this is how yep. dumb I am. Um, I would I would just rundle failure. And so uh, basically yep. by the end of every quarter, you can probably remember this, I, my body would just shut down and I'd be in bed yep. sick for usually two weeks. I get sick for a really long time. And, yep. but but I would look at that as my built in, not vacation, but like my recovery period. Not thinking, yeah. not like putting the math together. That the whole reason right. I'm here yeah. <laughs> is because I, I didn't probably take a break. Avoid
0: this. And by the way, getting yeah.
1: sick is not a recharge moment, right? Getting sick no, is like not. losing more hit points. Right? It's not getting them it. back.
0: That's exactly it. And then yeah, then you're just recovering from being sick, which puts you right back to where you started. At the point where you got it's sick, so you don't bad. come away from that refreshed. Yeah, it was funny. My my wife was actually the one that that pointed it out, caught it for me. Um, at the point at which, and this goes back probably four years now, when we started to be better about this, um, as a team about watching out for each other. And we'll talk about that later, but about being able to feel okay about at least slowing down or being honest with ourselves about what we're doing. She said, she's like, you know, this year you didn't have any of your like sleep sick thingies that you do. And I was like, What? She said, Yeah, you know, like every year, a couple times a year, you do that thing where, like, you're in bed for three days, but you say you're not really sick. I'm like, Hmm, you're right. <laughs> I haven't done that. And then I thought, And damn, you're right. I have pretty much done that every year for all of my adult life, school included. Right. And there were times where I wondered what it was at some points. I thought, like, I remember specifically in college, I thought maybe I go through periods of depression because I just didn't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out it's called exhaustion. Yep. Right. There it's is real. a specific diagnosis. And it's just running yourself to the point where your body chemically literally has no energy to continue fighting. Right. And so that was my thing, right? I didn't I didn't have other symptoms, right? I remember with yours, you would run yourself probably right to the point of exhaustion so that your immune system was so run down that pretty much anything could jump on board and take over for a while. It's amazing. And you just run yourself into the ground and be out. Right. And mine was the same thing, except I would just literally lay in bed for three days, like asleep like nearly 24 hours a day for a couple of days. And that was just what my body needed because I put it in that position in the first place, which is pretty dumb. Right. Well, so, yeah. Right. Long story short, neither of us are good at understanding our limits. We are now. And sometimes that has a benefit and sometimes it has a real cost. Um, and we've faced both of those consequences.
1: You know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often, you actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So. Any question you would have, or maybe some problem you just want to work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. The funny thing actually is a while back, I think it was like seven years ago, I can't remember, like I dated exactly. I actually took a vacation, like a bona fide vacation, yeah. kind of by accident. <laughs> I think it was once again, <laughs> it was our first or second anniversary. And my wife was like, look, we got to take, like, a proper vacation, a real vacation. Yeah. And so we did. And, uh, it, but it was two weeks. That's the part I'll never forget. I can't remember where we booked. This story would have a little more color if I did. Um, And, and week one, nothing changed. You know how I do. Like, yep. I'm, I'm on my laptop the whole time, whatever, right? But week two kicked in. And all of a sudden, I was like, huh, I'm I'm, I'm not at work. And then, like, I just kind of got into vacation mode for yeah. a second. Well, this crazy thing happened. Lo and behold, a week later, I come back and I'm rested. Yeah. Something I'd Feeling never good. been before. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what that was about. Right. And guess what? <laughs> I come back to work and I've got a full head of steam, right? Yes. The, the kind of head of steam that I hadn't had in years. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, what is this superpower? Yeah. Rest. Rest.
0: Right. right. <laughs> right. How can I harness
1: it? And that's where the hack started for me. Yeah. The hack started because at that moment, I realized that if I recharged, I could do more work. Yes. And as insane as this is, all of a sudden I could justify rest by saying I can do a lot more work. And more importantly, I could be better at my work. Right. If I rest. Is that the right justification? Absolutely not. No. Did it work? 100%. There you go. And now... Ever since then, now I look at my rest periods as this supercharged like power-up moment that when I come back, I'll be able to work so much more effectively. And it's true. By the way, the rest of the world already knows this. But for (laughs) founders, because we tend to just not give ourselves breaks, we lose sight of this. We forget how inefficient we are when
0: we run (laughs) ourselves into the ground we just keep running on fumes endlessly. Right. And, and without reason, yeah. right. Cause again, like yeah. you, you stop for a few minutes, you stop for a few days, you stop for a week, the efficiency, the energy that you gain back and the acceleration that comes after that far outstrips, whatever it was you were dragging across the goal line prior to that. Right. It's just, but it's so hard to see in the moment. Right. It's like, I just can't stop until this one more thing is done. Right, I just can't quit until I finish X marketing campaign, or this product is shipped, or this client is is fully satisfied, serviced, and done and invoiced, or whatever it is that's, that's right. got you holding on well beyond the point of of you know your your efficiency and effectiveness. And it's so hard to see in the moment, right? Because again, we're right. we're just focused on that one thing. And we know that we can do it. I think that's part of the problem. We know we can muscle through. We'll find a way to get it done. The part that we're missing is that if we keep dragging along at this pace, it might take us three more weeks to finish. Or we could take a week off, come back, finish it in a week, and be a week ahead. And yet we never, ever, ever do the calculus on that and look at it in that way. It just doesn't happen.
1: But we do it daily Ryan like what ends up happening is <laughs> yeah. we say hey we're gonna do a 16 hour day right who at the end in the tail end of 16 hours has anywhere near their peak performance right I, I would argue talk. that for most folks best best case on a fully recharged day your first day back from recharging you've got at most four solid hours of maximum productivity sure and I'm being generous yeah yeah and after that it it bottoms out fast yep. So anybody that tells me I've got 16 productive hours, I've got two responses to that. Number one, bullshit. Right. Number two, what you're telling me is that you've got this beeline of perfect productivity the entire day, impossible, physically, mentally, that cannot happen. exactly. Secondly, I would argue, what the hell were you doing that took you 16 hours? (laughs) If you're so efficient, why did it take you 16 hours? Right? Right. Why couldn't you have done it in half the time? Yeah. What I started to, to pace myself with wasn't the number of hours I could work. It was the opposite. And this is when everything changed. It's how can I get the same amount of work done in half the time? Sure. And instead of, again, being so heroic about the number of hours, I started to get heroic about efficiency. Yeah. I dug really, really, really deep. And I started monitoring all of my time. Yeah. 15-minute increments. Yep. And I started to say, where did my day go exactly? And I guarantee if I did it for someone else, it would be hilarious how incredibly inefficient yeah. and how much bullshit you thought was so you know important right. was not Right. And so we're broken on all these metrics is the problem.
0: Yeah. You and I both did this. We went through the exercise of, of spreadsheeting out and like charting our time. And we both found that we had these like golden periods of, of creativity of analytical productivity. And it was interesting because they were different times a day, right? Like you, you and I had different periods at which we were creative and or analytical and, or just had like grind out and like write copy mode or whatever it was. Um, and understanding when those periods were and aligning the work with it was the huge hack around the productivity right and 100%. it also i felt less tired after figuring that out because it turns out when your brain's in creative mode and you force it to do nothing but analytical work it doesn't like that very much right and you're not right. you're not going to have good output at those periods Right. And so knowing when like those golden hours of productivity, where you're at your peak performance and using them, it's really, really critical. Right. And that was a great exercise right. to go through and it'd probably be worth doing again. I would imagine some things have changed. Um, the last time I did that, I had one child and a full head of hair. Um, so <laughs> I, I would imagine uh, some things about the the dynamics of my day have probably also changed, but it's been, when do we do that? Seven, Six, seven. Yeah, years it, was, ago. it was a long
1: time ago, but yeah. but but it's but I mean it, it rings just as true. Over the years, we've gotten better, partially because we had to about yeah. taking breaks. Yep. Right, a late night meant we weren't with our kids. Not right. an option. Right, yep. and and so I think we, we got some hard breaks built in. But if we were still in our twenties and we had no encumbrances in that way, right? I I don't. There would have been nothing obvious to me. But, yeah. but here's here's the hack again. The hack is that if I've got sixteen hours to work today. I have to look at anything beyond my core four or you know whatever, wherever I think my, my core hours are yeah has has a, a liability attached to it. And what does that mean? That means if I if I work eight hours, I'm probably okay. But if I work nine, 10, 12, 14 hours, every additional hour I work is a liability because it's taking away one for one for the hours that I'll have tomorrow. Yeah. you're literally taking directly out of the peak hour energy bank yep something i learned when i was playing hockey right a lot of people don't realize that they think if you're on skates you're just gliding around (laughs) playing hockey is actually like one of the most intense like a a good hockey player on the ice will get one minute to a minute and a half of peak time right they have to come off the ice. that's how intense it is right what i used to think was i'm not a good hockey player unless i try to play for like six minutes yeah right not realizing that after the first minute and a half, right. I was now a shitty hockey yeah. player, right? And everybody was skating circles around me. Yeah. And so what I've started to adopt was this mentality that I need to get off the ice. I need to be able to go in, crush it with you know that 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 minute and a half, so to speak, or four hours in business time, and then get off, yeah. reset, and keep getting back on with maximum energy and stop mortgaging my good energy for what's really a half-assed attempt.
0: Yeah. And I'll be honest, it. I still do it all the time. I'm not great at it, but at least now I understand it. And I think we've gotten better about picking and choosing what happens during those hours. Right. Like I don't do mission critical stuff when I know I'm not at my peak. Right. I don't, right. I don't think through strategic stuff. I may grind out some tactical work. It's like, okay, gotta go through and make sure all these workflows are running. Great. Right. That's I can do that. Almost in my sleep, right? But right, not when I'm actually asleep. So you go through to do those kind of things, right? But it's about picking and choosing your battles and the timing of them, right? Which goes back to prioritization. Um, another thing that founders, uh, seem to be struggle with, right? It, it seems that we have some trouble with prioritization at times. Um, we get our blinders on whatever it was that we were myopically focused on becomes the most important thing in the world. Um, and I think that's the other reason that leaning back and getting that break, right? Taking that time, the other untold benefit here is a little bit of perspective, Right. Because right. when you're not in grind mode, when you're not heads down 16 hours, just beaten away at the keyboard or whatever it is you're doing, you can actually get this nice, broad, holistic view of the business. Um, so even during rest, right, there's there's I mean, let's be honest, do we ever stop thinking about our startup companies? Very rarely right? Right. That's a whole other Other episode. We'll we'll cover that one. Right. So it's still there and and nothing wrong with that. Right. But like the beauty of coming out of those periods where you weren't so myopically focused on like one aspect of the business is that you get this broader perspective and you make sure that thing that you're really, really obsessing about right now actually fits into the bigger picture in an important way. Right. Because it's it's really easy to get caught in the tactics. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I've I've always found that one of the hardest things to do as a founder is to know when to zoom in and when to zoom out. Um, And being able to do that at pace, right? Being able to say like, okay, I got to go laser focus on this for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. But now I got to zoom back out and make sure that while I was down there in, in my rabbit hole, that the rest of the world didn't change in a way that made that irrelevant or that something else has come up that really needs my attention and that in itself can be exhausting. So these periods where we stop are a really good time to let the lens zoom out a little bit and to to gain some perspective on on the overall business. But given that we know that we're not particularly good at this, um, as individuals, let's let's talk about like how we as founders can help each other to be better at this.
1: That's a hack that we just kind of naturally came to. Yep. Uh you know, be, be, between all of us uh, really the, across the management team, is we started to realize that the only way to get permission to to take a break was to give permission. Right. And so this interesting thing happened where we were all running ourselves into the ground, and we kind of came together collectively and said, you know what, like, none of us want to take a break because we assume nobody else can take a break. Like, right. we feel guilty we don't have permission. Yeah. And every time we say, hey, I'm going on vacation – in our minds, there's this collective groan to be right. like, you know, must be nice kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it must be nice to take a vacation every four and a half years, you jerk. <laughs>
1: <It> must be <laughs> nice to see your kids. And so, so we we did this thing where we basically said, look, when one of us takes a break, let's all agree that that's a good idea. Yes, right. At the very let's least, celebrate let's implicitly, inexplicitly gives give permission. Yeah, that good. Go take it. You yeah. know, uh, unplug, etc. And kind of allow us to feel good about it. Right. Now, this really interesting dynamic happened. Every single time one of us would say, I'm taking a break, and five other people said, hey, sounds good. You know, enjoy that vacation, blah, blah, blah. What we really did was give five other people permission to also take a break. Right. Because no one felt like an asshole. Yeah. And all of a sudden... People were taking more breaks. Yes. People were getting recharged. Yes. Guess what? People were getting healthy. Less They're, visits to right. the hospital. Like, it, we essentially <laughs> created a up. buddy system. Yeah. Right? We created a buddy system. And I think, right, I mean, you tell me, but I think that was the game changer for us. I think it, that's, like, we all knew we needed to take breaks. Yeah. But the... the, the the game changer was allowing each other to take breaks.
0: It was, it was, and it and it changed it for for each of us, and it changed it for the team at large. Right, you you said it right. When right. when everybody else started to see that happen, then it kind of gave them permission. You know, you talked about it really early in the episode. Where like, if you've got a boss and you have a you know a formal system for requesting time off, you, you've you've got that right. But if you right. also never see your boss out of the office, like they're there when you show up. They're there right. when you leave. They don't talk about vacations, time off, anything else. You're not going to have this real high sense of comfort around using your your vacation time, right? 100%. Um, and we played around with different mechanisms there, and they didn't really work. Right? We were like, we won't track vacation time. It's unlimited. Or we'll give you a bunch of it, okay? Because people felt like unlimited was like, well, I don't know how much that really means. Like, does that mean a week before you get mad at me? Is that a month? Like, I'm going to take so six no months sabbatical. Any. So nobody took any, right? So then we just right, gave right. a very generous amount of of paid time off, and people still weren't taking it. Like when we look back at some of right. those early year utilization reports around PTO, it was appalling, right? Nobody yeah, was agreed. taking breaks. And it had an impact on the entire organization. And so, you know, a well-rested founder and one who demonstrates the the importance of that leads to a well-rested, energized, ready-to-go team. And I think that was that was the huge unlock. But I think you're right. It was the, the buddy system was the hack, right? It was us being honest with each other and supporting each other and celebrating those things that then led that and allowed it to spread to the rest of the team. Right, I just approved a request this morning. That's not. it's not even made up for this episode. That really happened. Somebody's <laughs> actually taking a week off.
1: I think what you talked about there, though, we touched on, is this this concept of multiplicity. Yeah, it's one thing to be able to manage our own energy, right? But what we really have to think about, if we're being clever, is how are we managing everybody else's energy? Yeah, right. If I have a hundred people working for me and my plan is to run them all into the ground, yep, what am I really accomplishing? Nothing right? My, oh, you know we're working so hard. this organization kills itself. Yeah, yeah it does. it does. And you and you've got shitty workers now, right, right we We mask that under this 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 umbrella of dedication and hard work. What we lose when when we look at that is it doesn't work that way. If I say look, back to my hack hockey analogy. All my players play on the ice for 10 minutes because, you know, they're the hardest working players. Like, right. no, we also have the, the worst players. record in the league.
0: Right? Yeah, <laughs> we get our the asses players. kicked every week.
1: Yeah, you, you as the coach should be getting everybody off the ice as often as possible. Yep. So you can always have fresh legs back on the ice. Yeah. And the same applies to your organization. If you're like, hey, I never take vacations. I grind it out. And you basically instantiate that same behavior across all the people in your organization, you are taking a multiplying effect yeah. to your shitty behavior and applying it to everybody else. There's nowhere that ends positively. No. Again, the run-through-the-wall mentality doesn't work. It doesn't hold up. doesn't. All it leads to are shitty outcomes. and yep. I don't, It took a
0: long time for me to realize that. All right. So let's put a bow on this thing. As founders, <sighs> we are not amazing at this, right? We <laughs> we we will just continue to run ourselves into the ground and, and and unless we're given permission otherwise. So here's your permission. Right? Here's your permission to start thinking about this. Um and, and let's go back through what we talked about today, right? It's having some milestones. Pick some points at which you've you've got some save game, right? And and you right, can you right. can you can restore some hit points there. You can feel better, you can come back um from that, right? And you're going to come back from that recharged, right? We need to keep this in mind, that this is not just uh, a weakness. This is not an excuse. This is not just, oh, I take time because I need it. You really do need it, but it's it's about more than that, right? You're going to come back a better version of you for having done this, right? So feel good about doing these things. Set that milestone, take that break, and feel good knowing that you're going to come back fully charged and ready to go. And then remember that this starts with you as the founder and that it will be pervasive throughout the organization whichever way you play it. If you play that we're just going to run through the wall until we collapse, that's what's going to happen to your organization. However, if you take the other tact, and you say, we're gonna set milestones, we're gonna recharge, we're going to celebrate people being in good shape, feeling good, mentally you know, arrested and ready, then that's what will spread throughout the organization, right? Historically, we've been bad at this. Now's the time to change that. Here's your permission. Please set a milestone, take a little bit of a break, come back and go forth and kick ass at whatever it is that your startup does.
1: All right, so that was fun, but let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but, you know, Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online, like, all day long, pretty much talking about every startup topic you could think of, from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit and let's just start having more of these conversations.